Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Duly Noted Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com. And by Vistar Credit Union with locations across Gator Country. Visit vistarcu.org and also ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. ABC, always be celebrating. This is Dooley Noted. Everything Florida Gators with your host, Pat Dooley. Okay, welcome into another edition of the Dooley Noted Podcast. Appreciate everybody for listening. We'll have another one, of course, on Thursday. This one's going to be a little short because I have to get over to the uh, skedaddle over to uh, basketball media days. Looking forward to seeing everybody and seeing Coach White. Uh, we've been talking on the phone and through text uh, all summer, but be looking forward to seeing him. So we're going to condense this one down. Uh, Mike Bianchi's going to join us. I know you guys will look forward to that as well. We'll talk briefly about the Tennessee game. And there wasn't really – there's not a whole lot to say about the Tennessee game. They got the job done. They got their first start for Kyle Trask. He did a heck of a job. Very solid. Um, he made some nice throws. He made some bad throws, as we know. And um, – you know, Florida got a kind of a mundane win. But it, it's been such a weird season. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, is how, how good is Florida? You know, we're going to talk about this with Mike as well, and I'm, I'm going to talk about it in my column on Saturday about their defense as well. I, I'm just still – I still sit there and I watch this defense and I watch this team and I go, well, you know, I see open guys. We saw one really open guy that – they missed. Uh, Guarantano totally missed. Um, but we'll talk more about that. Is it an elite defense? Um, you can read that in Saturday's Gainesville Sun or at Gatorsports.com. Uh, Tennessee is not very good. We all knew that coming in. And, like, I get – first of all, Robbie made me nervous. Robbie, Robbie does that to me sometimes because Robbie usually knows what's going on. And and this time he 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 kept saying you know Florida fans think this is going to be a blood it's going to be a game in the fourth quarter and I was like yeah, okay uh, I I never really thought Florida was going to be in any danger of losing and uh, but by the by the start of the game I'm like oh my god it felt you know there's the rivalries back it's Tennessee those those nice white jerseys and all of a sudden you're like freaking out a little bit but I shouldn't have because they're not any good. And what I saw with my own eyes before in the games leading up to the game should have been enough for me to know that they aren't any good. I saw the Georgia State game. I saw the uh, BYU, parts of the BYU game. I I even saw a little of the Chattanooga game. They're not very good. Uh, They'll beat somebody uh, during the year. We know that. That's what happens in college football. Somebody will overlook them. But the good thing was that Florida did not. It was pretty clear that the Gators took this game seriously. They made mistakes. There's no question about it. But they took the, the, they did their job. They, they took it very seriously and didn't just say, hey, oh, Tennessee stinks. Uh, it's not really a rivalry anymore. Uh, boy, the big games are coming. 
And that that could be a concern, of, I think, of a lot of people this week is that they could feel that way. Well, you know, it's Towson. Who's even heard of Towson? How many players can name? Now, we haven't been able to talk to players this week. It's been kind of a weird week. But how many players can name even where Towson is? Um, I, and I don't know where Gator fans are with this team right now. I mean, you should be happy. They're 4-0. You've had two games that came right down to the wire, and you won them both. Strange ways. Could have gone the other way. If if poor Chance uh, makes that field goal, Chance Poor is his name, but I, his new nickname is Poor Chance. If he makes that field goal, uh, who knows if you win that game. If uh, any one of a hundred things happens in the Miami game, it could have gone the other way as well. I mean, look – College football is a handful of plays and a handful of games. That's my motto. And it's really been unbelievable for the first two, or two of the first four. So here we are sitting here. Florida's 4-0. They're ranked in the top 10. That's the good news. The bad news is they haven't looked like a top 10 team hardly at all this year. I mean, there have been moments, you know, there have been – times when you looked at them and said man these guys are skilled man these guys are good at this position they're good at that one but I don't think anybody's felt an overwhelming this is one of the best teams in college football you know that's okay you know you don't Alabama and Clemson are where they are Georgia we great win for them Saturday night um you know Florida is what it is and what it is is a team trying to get to that mountaintop and they're not there yet but they're still fighting to get there. That's okay. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. If this isn't a great team. Now, can it be a great team? We'll see. One thing, they better stop with these turnovers. they got nine turnovers already. Nine turnovers and, and have taken away ten, so they're a plus one. But you need to be, I think last year they were a plus seven. Got to stop that. Got to get the running game going. It, I mean, I guess I'm going to be saying that all year. You know, it'll be week 11, and I'll be going, hey, you got to get the running game going. Damn it. Hey, Tess can't run the football. You need to block better. I mean, that's the way it's, it feels like it's going to be. Because maybe we just get to a point where we go, don't run the football. <laughs> don't run it well. And they'll, um, they'll, they'll respond to that. All right, take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about some of the other things that happened in college football the weekend and um, the remarkable thing that is happening with this schedule that I just realized this week. You're listening to the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. Zaxby's taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood, Zaxby's, today. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. All right, welcome back to the Duly Noted Podcast. It's always a great pleasure to talk to my good friend Mike Bianchi. He was up at the game Saturday. He'll be in um, Gainesville tonight to speak to the quarterback club. And uh, I do want to start out by wondering if you're wearing a black armband today with the UCF loss. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> you would not believe the backlash among UCF fans. They're they're questioning Josh Heupel's play calling now. They really do think that they are Alabama fans. They they really do. I mean, you would have thought this was Alabama losing to like um, I don't know uh, uh, Tennessee or something. But yeah, it was it, yeah UCF fans not happy right now. Yeah, and it. it probably knocks out their chance to get to a New Year's Six Bowl. You never know. Well, and the Boise State would have to lose. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. There's eight eight more games left in the season. I mean, it's certainly not assured that that Boise State's going to go undefeated. Hell, it's not assured that UCF's going to go undefeated the rest of the way. Things happen in college football. I mean, it's not like UCF losing to Pitt's not the the worst embarrassment in the world. I mean, Pitt has beaten some pretty good teams over the last few years. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The college football needs more fans like my daughter because we're watching the game and she's like, I wish I was there with those fans because they're just having so much fun, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. And exactly. That's, that's college football. That's what it is at its, at its best. We know what yeah, it is. Yeah, the Tennessee fans weren't having yeah. much fun the other day. Though, <laughs> I was going to say, we know what it is at its worst because we just saw that. Uh, I was uh, uh, even surprised at how bad Tennessee is. It's not just how bad Tennessee is, it's how how bad they've been for so long, really. And I realize this is probably the the you know, the low point, but still, I mean it's been a long time since since Tennessee was was relevant in college football and you know, it just goes to show, Pat, we always talk about you know, coach uh, we always talk about when, when a when a school loses its coach or fires its coach, the fan base always thinks, "Hey, well, we can get, we're going to get so much better. We're going to hire so much better than we already had." And you know, Phil Fulmer, they thought they were going to do better than Phil Fulmer. Well, look at the 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 list of of coaches they've had since then. Your Derek Dooley's, your your Butch Jones, your now your Jeremy Pruitt's. When you lose a coach or your coach leaves or gets fired. There's not a big pool of candidates out there that replace him. That's why I laugh when Michigan fans are, oh, we're, we need to get rid of Jim Harbaugh. Oh, okay, who are you going to hire that's better? Who are you going to hire that's better than Jim Harbaugh? There, you, you usually end up with, I don't know, um, a Jeremy Pruitt, a Jim McElwain, uh, guys like that. Yeah, and and the funny thing is I've been thinking about this a lot lately is we know that in the NFL it's about the players, right? Now, obviously, Belichick's a great coach. Uh, Andy Reid's a great coach. These guys are all good coaches, but they change through coaches one after another. I mean, trying to find the right fit, but it, it comes down to your quarterback. Do you have a quarterback, and do you have players to go around him? In college football, it still seems like it's all about the alpha male is the coach. What does he get out of you? And it's amazing to me how some coaches – just continually are capable of bringing success after success. I mean, what Alabama and Clemson are doing right now, people don't like it. It's it's unbelievable they're they're able to do it with the uh, so much parity now. Yeah, and you say it's all about the quarterback. Well, again, we've seen college programs, no matter where they're at, they will take chances on character issues at play with their players, and they'll give they'll give shady characters chance after chance after chance. If it's all about your quarterback in college football, why hasn't why didn't Tennessee hire Mike Leach? Why hasn't mm-hmm. Miami hired? Why, why hasn't like a big time program hired Mike Leach? I realize he's sort of a loose cannon, but but still, I mean, how how could you not 
what this guy if if you want to win in college football, which is what it's all about, and you want to win with an exciting style of play, why hasn't Mike Leach gotten a chance at a big time program? You want me to answer that for you? I know yeah. the answer because these are arrogant fan bases that think their ceiling is the national championship. Mike <laughs> okay. Leach may have a ceiling; it may be eight or nine wins. That may be a ceiling, but you don't. Tennessee should be able to want that right now, and maybe they capture lightning in a bottle like they did in '98. But that's part of the problem is they're they're so entitled; they really think the right coach will come in and do what Urban Meyer did at Florida. Well, again, the Urban Myers, the Nick Sabins, the the coaches like that. I mean, there's only, I mean, there's there's three or four of those in a, in an era of college football, and yeah, the, those guys don't grow on trees. Uh, Mike, you watched this Florida team on Saturday, and again, they weren't overwhelming. They weren't uh, incredibly sexy, but. Um, they're undefeated, and they keep winning, finding ways to win games. They don't always look good. Um, you know, they're like, uh, well, you know, they're they're like a, a team that just finds a way, and there there's never anything real attractive about them. But there's something to be said for that, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're number nine in the country right now. The thing is, though, we. We really don't know how good they are. Well, or I mean, I guess you could say we don't know how good, how mediocre, how bad they are. I mean, that Miami doesn't look like – I mean, yes, they won that game, and it was a big rivalry game the first game of the season. But, hell, Jim McElwain almost beat Miami last week. Right. At least he had a chance at the end. So Miami doesn't look like they're very good. Tennessee, we know they're not very good. And then, you know, Kentucky, you know, they lose by 15 last week to Mississippi State. So we don't, you know, Kentucky's not any great shake. But you're right. The Gators have won their games. They've won it with two different quarterbacks. Their defense looks like it's going to be able to keep them in games with the way they get after opposing quarterbacks. Uh, so, yeah. The, but again, they're ninth in the country right now. But hell, they, right? They're fifth in the SEC. So, we're <laughs> We're going to see how good or bad they are in the next few weeks when they have to play those teams ahead of them in the SEC, the Auburns, the Georgia, the LSUs, the teams like that. So, you know, talk to talk to me in 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 a month, Pat, and, we're, and maybe we're having a different conversation. Yeah, I totally agree. We have to wait and see, but but you know, four and zero is better than absolutely one and three or whatever. Could you know, be, could be Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. Could be Florida State right now. Yeah, let, let, that was the last thing I wanted to ask you about, Mike, was is Florida State. And, like, I'm of, of, of the belief that they could still have a decent season because the ACC is so weak. Oh, God, but, yeah. But when you watch that team play, I, it's just amazing how, how you walk away sometimes going, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah, they're, they're so – and again – they are so undisciplined. I mean, this last week, they, they win the game. They beat Louisville. But I don't know if you saw it, Pat, the game-winning touchdown to Tamari and Terry. You know, it's a 67-yard touchdown. He's running into the end zone to score. Before he gets in the end zone, he turns around and taunts the defender <laughs> as, as he's running into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. Luckily, there, there was no flag thrown, but a, a flag could have been Should have been, thrown. yeah. A flag could have been thrown there. The touchdown could have been taken off the board. And, you know, and if they lose that game, then what are we talking about today? 
So, again, yeah, they, they are not a very disciplined team. And Willie Taggart, I realize he's only, what, uh, what 14 games into his tenure, 15 games into his tenure at Florida State. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly a question mark about whether he is a type of coach that has a plan to win. I mean, we, we've seen Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen at least has a plan. I don't know how good the Gators are going to be this year, but we saw his plan last year. He stuck to his plan. He stuck with his quarterback. He stuck with his system. And, you know, he won 10 games last year. Willie, Willie Taggart, like, jettisoned his plan midway through last season. He was supposed to be the offensive coordinator. He was supposed to be the guy that was going to call the plays all year. And then four games in, he goes, okay, I'm not going to call the plays anymore. And he and he gives the play calling duties to Walt Bell, who you know, promptly leaves after the season, and then they have a new offensive coordinator. So so Willie Taggart needs to get get his program together and have a plan to win. He is Mike Bianchi, sports columnist at the Orlando Sentinel, the host of a very successful radio show, Open Mike. We appreciate him for being on. We'll be right back with more on the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. ABC Fine Wine and Spirits in Florida is family-owned since 1936 and longtime Gator supporters. Did you know Touchdown Terrace was named after the founder, Jack Holloway? There are 122 ABC locations throughout Florida. Shop online at abcfws.com and pick up in-store on the way to your tailgater game day party. ABC has walk-in coors for beer and amazing deals every day on wine and spirits. Save $10 on every $100 on wine. ABC Liquors, proud Gator supporters. Zaxby's taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or visit zaxby's.com. Okay, we are back uh, on the podcast. Uh, once again, we're going to be a little brief today because I got to get to the media day. I did do the story on Kerry Blackshear. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, what a kid that guy is. He's amazing. I'm looking forward to meeting some of the other guys again today. Here's an interesting factoid that I hadn't even considered, but now I think everybody kind of is getting to know that Florida plays four Tigers this year. Towson is the Tigers, and of course Auburn, Missouri, and LSU. Um, so there, you have that going for you. I don't, know if, I don't know what that means, but beat the Tigers. That beat the Tigers uh, bumper sticker, or what do you call it, the pin, will get worn out this year. Um, no, one other note, Grant Holloway was the best Mr. Two-Bits ever. I, I loved him. He The energy he had... He's he's like such a great kid, and um, yeah, he was a four star receiver, but wanted to be an Olympian. He he didn't want to play football. He wanted to be an Olympian. So good for him. Um, again, going back to what I talked about before, I, I, it's hard to judge the happiness of the Gator Nation right now. I think people are pretty happy, but they kind of are worried about what lies ahead because that's their season or that's your season. Um. Auburn, at LSU, even at South Carolina, Georgia, at Missouri. I'm not going to put Vandy in there. Vandy's actually before Missouri. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, there are so many tough games coming up, and this the meat of their schedule is to come, even though they opened with a rival to start the season, which is, is tough. I mean, that's very difficult. Um, you got to give these guys credit for winning. Winning is still beats losing, as we all know. Um, there was a lot going on in college football this weekend. 
Just want to throw a few things out there. Again, going to have to cut it a little short today. Cash Daniel did get suspended for the first quarter of his game and lost his captaincy for the game after the trying to turn the ankle of um, Kyle Trask. So I'm, I am totally good with that. I mean, he didn't hurt the guy. You know, he, it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. He, he shouldn't have done it. And, you know, Mark Stoops says, hey, you shouldn't have done that, man. And I'm going to sit you for the first quarter of the game, and, and you're not going to go out and represent the team as a captain. And I hope that you feel some – that that helps punitively. I'm good with that. Fine with it. At least somebody punished him. Uh, then we had the bizarre story this week of De'Eric King deciding he's going to – I'm out of here, man. See ya. I'm, uh, we're four games in. We're one and three. Nah, don't like it. And you wonder how many guys are going to do this, and this is what I think everybody's been waiting for. Um, Jameis uh, Williams from uh, South Carolina, who started the first three games, then then didn't start the next one. Uh, I'm out of here too. Like I'm all in favor of players' rights, but it's just fascinating to watch and see how this keeps happening in college football. Uh, it's gonna. It's is it gonna be an, a growing concern? They. I don't think they can take the rule back. The redshirt rule that you can redshirt after four games. Um, players have a lot more m- movement ability. I will say this, Derek King. There's nowhere, no question where he's gonna end up. That'll be Oklahoma as the next Heisman Trophy winner. I'd be stunned if he wasn't. Um, some of the games, Michigan losing. People are getting very, 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 very tired of Jim Harbaugh losing to ranked teams. Uh, they're also getting very tired of Columbia, South Carolina, of Will Muschamp's teams. Um, he had a, he has a brutal schedule. It's not going to get any better. And they keep losing. And at some point, you just got to go, you know. I, th- I think the thing is the same with Will Muschamp up there. He's a really good football coach, and he's a really good guy. He just can't get over the hump to being ultra successful. Like his window, or not his window, his ceiling is so – it's lower than it should be for as good a coach as he is. Um, it'll be interesting to see where what happens with him the rest of the way. Um, I, I watched a whole Notre Dame-Georgia game. That was fun just to watch it from first, first play to last. And Notre Dame is better than I thought they were. Uh, they are physical. They tackle. Florida players could use some lessons on on that from them. Um, but you know what? I, I was thinking about this. If I could have any quarterback in the country, well, you would say, well, maybe I'd take Jalen Hurts. Maybe I'd take Tua. Maybe I'd take Trevor Williams. I don't. I'm not sure. I wouldn't take Jake Fromm. I'd feel really good with Jake Fromm at quarterback. Jake Fromm's two big losses, biggest losses of his career, were what? A game where a guy got behind the defense, wasn't his fault. And a game where the where the coach tried a fake kick that was just dumb, wasn't his fault. Jake Fromm is really good, uh, and also wanted to shout out to Keanu Neal. Uh, I know it's NFL, but he was on the verge of getting a new contract. I hope they still give it to him. Blew out his Achilles, second year in a row that something like this happened. He is such a good guy and such a good player. Um, very very sad to hear that, and very sad to hear about Jevin Sneed. It's interesting. Jevin Sneed uh, actually committed to Florida. And then um, I, I think it had to do with somebody else. Was it Driscoll that committed? I, I'm probably getting the years messed up. 
and ended up going elsewhere, or it might have been John Brantley, but ended up going elsewhere, went, going to Texas, didn't last there. And he was he kind of invented the transfer portal, ended up uh, having a nice career at Ole Miss. The other thing about Jevin Sneed, and, and again, he died at 32, so it's just tragic, was that's who Steve Spurrier voted for when he didn't vote for Tebow for all conference um, that year in, in uh, Hoover, and it became a bigger story than it ever should have. Take a break. Come right back. We'll do three things really quick, and then we'll get out of here and go watch some basketball players. Yay, me. It's time for three things. Okay, uh, three things. We'll we'll go through these. Number one is also basketball-related. Kansas getting – Oh, boy, it doesn't look good. I mean, it doesn't look good. They're getting their notice of, in, of infractions, institutional control by the coach. All, they're going after Kansas like they would go after Cleveland State, and that is interesting. Uh, I'm not rooting against it, but if you're cheating, you're cheating, and you shouldn't be cheating. You know, Billy Donovan, I'm convinced, got out of it at Florida and went to the NBA because he knew all the stuff. He got tired of the stuff that was going on and wanted to do things the right way. I know he got accused of stuff, never did, never never anybody could ever prove anything because he didn't do anything. He pushed the envelope a little bit, but, man, people were push, not only pushing the envelope, they were filling it full of cash. And it's been going on in college basketball for a long time, Kansas getting burned by it. I don't feel bad for him, though. Uh, number two, it's amazing to me. I was thinking about this watching some of the NFL games on Saturday or Sunday. With all the money that you have for a salary cap and all the big, huge, giant pool of talented players who are desperate to come to your league and get paid for it, and all the fans and the stadiums, the beautiful stadiums, and all the, everything that the NFL is about, why are there so many bad teams? It doesn't seem like – it doesn't feel like there should ever be any bad teams in the NFL – to me, like everybody should be like it was in the old days when everybody was like five and five. You know, the parody was. But why are there so many bad teams? Is it just personnel, uh, front office personnel? Is it just bad coaches? Uh, I don't know. I want an answer. Somebody give it to me. Adam Schefter, call me. Uh, finally, number three, isn't it perfect that um, the wide receiver who has uh, been dismissed by the Patriots cut loose by the Patriots and, of course, the Raiders, Antonio Brown, now is taking classes at his alma mater, which is Central Michigan. Antonio Brown and Jim McElwain together, that is just strange to me. And maybe I'm the only person it's strange to, but, hey, you know what? Here's the thing, Antonio. Can you run through some routes with our guys? Because we can get you eligible. All right, that's going to do it for our abbreviated Duly Noted Podcast. Appreciate you guys for listening in. I promise a long one on Thursday, but I got to go watch some basketball, guys. We'll be right back tomorrow, not tomorrow, day after tomorrow, with the next Duly Noted Podcast. Until then, I'm Pat Dooley, sports columnist of the Gainesville Sun. I am deep, way back, and I am out of here. The Duly Noted Podcast is presented each week by Zaxby's, taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's or order online at zaxby's.com and by Vistar Credit Union with locations across Gator Country. Visit vistarcu.org and also by ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. ABC, always be celebrating. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh 
human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.